The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, here with my two co-hosts tonight, Dalton Miller, Cole Patterson. Hope you guys are doing all right. First, let me ask my guys how they're doing. Cole, you doing all right tonight? Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, It's awesome not to talk about Cowboys football. Dalton, you hanging in there? I am hanging in there, man. I actually had a pretty good day today. Work was okay. Uh, I got to play some golf. My hands hurt a little bit. Um... Came home, I was going to build my PC uh, that I bought all the parts for today, but I forgot uh, thermal paste um, for the CPU, so I couldn't build that today. So we're recording this earlier than expected. I'm going to play some Xbox and go to bed around 9 o'clock because I'm an old man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually wake up at 3.40 in the morning, and that's why I go to bed at 9. But (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, we are going to talk about these uh, Cowboys wide receivers today. There's been a lot of discussion um, around Michael Gallup here recently. Um, Benjamin Solak, a bleeding green nation, you know, they're kind of the enemy, but also a guy who does does a ton of good work. Uh, one of the good enemies, if you want to say it that way. Um, he does a lot of enemy. Yeah, there you go. He he does a lot of good work, um, and he's not just the Eagles guy. Kind of he does NFL draft stuff and kind of looks at the NFL as a whole. Um, he made the case for Michael Gallup being the best wide receiver from the 2018 draft class, which had some really good uh, guys in it. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but we want to talk about that position group as a whole. Uh, talk a little bit more about Amari Cooper. Talk a little bit more about the addition of CD Lamb, and then even talk about who's got the best chance to make that fourth, fifth, and sixth roster spot at the receiver spot. So we're going to talk about a lot today. Uh, We're going to stick to the receivers. Um, We wanted to get into some of the tight ends too, but we might save that for another podcast as we need to fill some uh, slots these coming up weeks. So we're going to keep it with receivers today. Um, Cole, I wanted to start with you. Um, we know a lot about C.D. Lamb. We've talked a lot about him recently. Uh, we, we're going to get into Amari Cooper. But Michael Gallup, What after two seasons of Michael Gallup, what is the overall opinion of Cole Patterson on Michael Gallup? Yeah, again, Michael Gallup has been 
very good for the Dallas Cowboys, obviously, as y'all know. Um, he's really stepped into that wide receiver two role um, ever since Mari Cooper was acquired in that 2018 trade deadline. And he, he kind of showed some flashes here and there uh, early in his rookie season, but he really took off towards the end of that initial year. And then last season, he really stepped up in a big-time way. Um, he really adds another element to the passing game as a deep threat, and he's just he's he's just always reliable. It seems. I know he has his drops and everything, but he does make big plays for Dak Prescott. He's become a reliable target more often than not. And, yeah, as uh, Benjamin Solak uh, wrote about Gallup, he's made himself a really compelling case as the top wide receiver in a draft class that many of us wanted us wanted the Cowboys to take a wide receiver in the first round. So that's been a huge um, huge pickup for Dallas. Um, I, I wrote an article a couple weeks back on Gallup being primed for a big third year, and I was just doing some research, reading some articles, and Matt Harmon of Yahoo Sports um, also came to the conclusion that Gallup is really underrated. He's not really seen as a big-time receiver outside of Cowboys fans. Um, when you're talking about wide receiver twos or really even just young receivers, you don't really think of Gallup if you're not around the Cowboys. I don't know if that's just because of Amari Cooper's shadow or whatnot, but he puts up really good numbers. Um, and Matt Harmon said that he has an 81% contested catch rate. Um, he's 73rd percentile versus man coverage. Um, he's he had uh, Matt Harmon had a good thread on just – where he succeeds and he plays the X as a second year wideout and in a league that's really, really hard to succeed there so early in his career, but he's really stepped up to the challenge. Um, but yeah, he's been really a great addition opposite of Amari Cooper. And it's, I think it's really opened up the Cowboys passing attack to levels that I didn't really see coming. Like I, I was a fan of Gallup um, coming into the draft, I didn't really think he would be this good so early, but I mean, he eclipsed 1,000 yards. Um, and he was a reason why some Cowboys fans didn't think wide receiver is a big need early on in this year's draft, um, obviously before C.D. Lamb fell. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what's next for Gallup. Don, I want to ask you the same question. Coming out of Colorado State, we were big fans of Michael Gallup's. Uh, I had a 1-2 grade on him in that draft class, and I think you were right in that same area with him as well, if I'm not mistaken. I um, want to ask you that same question, though. The last two years you've seen you know, a full a full slate of Michael Gallup. You think he could improve a little bit more, but w- what's your overall opinion on Michael Gallup after two seasons with the Cowboys? Yeah, so for me, the, the one thing that I really want to see from him is just a better catch rate in general. Um, as a rookie, obviously, the, the struggles between him and Dak Prescott were – were well known. He only caught 48.5% of his targets, uh, which isn't good. He only had 68 targets, but we saw a bunch of those deep balls didn't really work out real, right. real well. Um, but when we look at his, his 2019 numbers, uh, his catch rate went from 48.5 to 58.4, um, and his yards per target went from 7.5 to 9.8. Now, his yards per route run in 2020 ended up being um, 10th overall, which was only two spots below um, Amari Cooper, who who finished 8th there. So, I mean, you're looking at a a, a top 20-ish type wide receiver in the NFL. He makes big, explosive plays at big times. Um, His contested catch rate is very good. He's somebody who can go up and get the ball, even though he's not a a massive guy. Um, 
but yeah, at the end of the day, you really just want to see that catch rate kind of go up a little bit more uh, than we have seen it so far. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. You know, we, we saw some drops in 2019, um, and I think that that's probably the one thing that you're going to look at in 2020 and go, this is what we need to see you improve on catching, you know, making those. And the one thing, you know, Bob Stern was talking about a little bit on Twitter over the week, but it's something that we've brought up on the podcast before. The only thing that Michael Gallup does that aggravates me is he jumps to catch the football when he doesn't need to jump. And I feel like that that disrupts his concentration. Um, it disrupts the depth of his hands. And, and I think that has a lot to do with some of his issues uh, catching the football. But like you said, I mean, there's just so much to like with Michael Gallup. He's a guy who can stretch the field vertically, even though he's not a burner. He's really good at creating late separation uh, with little nuances with his hands and arms and push-offs. Um, he was tied for fifth in big plays, uh, according to ESPN, um, in 2019, um, which is a pretty impressive number. He finished in the top 20 in receiving yards. Um and like Cole said, and like you said, you know, he's a guy that's going to line up at the X. He's not going to do like Amari Cooper style of things as a route runner, but he's a savvy route runner. He's able to get open. He's able to make that contested catch. We just want to see him really. And a lot of the drops came on balls that weren't contested. It came on balls that really he had no business not catching. And it's just more of a concentration thing, we think. Um, but that's the one thing we want to kind of see him improve on. Now, the next place I want to go with this is Amari Cooper. Um, we saw a, you know, kind of like a lot of guys on this team, we saw two different phases of Amari Cooper in 2019. We saw that elite phase, and then we saw that what the heck's going on phase. Uh, Dalton, I'll start off with you this time. What are you expecting from Amari Cooper in 2020, and do you think that he will have a better overall 2020 season than he did in 2019? Well, I mean, first of all, I, I just want to bring up the fact that Amari Cooper played 16 games last year and ended up with 116 targets to Michael Gallup's 112, and Michael Gallup only played 14 games. Right. So, and Amari Cooper ended up with, you know, just, you know, 50, or was it 50? No, um, about 80 more yards than Michael Gallup did. So you're, you're looking at somebody who would have been outpaced by his wide receiver too. And that kind of shows some of the inconsistencies that we see with Amari Cooper. He just doesn't show up at times. And I think with the addition of CeeDee Lamb, to this offense um, and Blake Jarwin playing a bigger role. I, I think that he might not produce as much as he did last year, but I think overall we're not going to be so upset with it because I don't think in most cases this offense is going to really be slowed down much at all this year. Because I, I just think that the passing attack is going to be too good. It's too deep. Uh, there's too much going on with it if they just do the right thing and actually use the passing attack um, and run the offense that they should, I, I really think that the perception on Amari Cooper is going to be a lot better, even if he doesn't play um, up to you know a traditional wide receiver one type standard. But at the end of the day, he's still a, a top 10 producing wide receiver, even with those bad games. So you, you, at the end of the day, you have to take the good and the bad with him, and that's just the way that he is. He's a boomer bust type guy week to week. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you, um, you know, the contract. We didn't even talk about the contract, but he just got a big contract. This is his first year playing on that contract. Do you think that 
fans in general are going to hold him to a higher standard now now that he's not on that rookie deal or is he such a quiet kind of go about a business guy that they're not going to be as upset about it um well i i think cowboys fans are going to be okay um raiders fans absolutely hate amari <laughs> cooper hate his guts so they'll still talk raiders fans will still talk badly about amari cooper um but no, I mean, I think Cowboy fans will be okay with it. They, if they're going to blame anybody, they're going to blame Dak for everything anyway. So, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Mark, let on yeah. there. Um, and, and I mean, uh, at the end of the day, both him and Michael Gallup have to stop dropping as many passes as they did last year. Right. Um, and that's something that they both struggled with. Cole, uh, what's your kind of outlook with Amari Cooper going into the 2020 year? Yeah, Dalton kind of hit on most of that. I mean, he is a big-time receiver, but has some uh, off games and some questionable moments. He has he struggles with drops. His um, the road splits are very weird over his career. How he doesn't produce away from his home stadium. But I mean, overall, I mean, there's no denying how much of an impact he's had since entering uh, the Dallas Cowboys in that trade. He's really gave Dak Prescott a legitimate go-to target as Michael Gallup developed across from him and he's really opened up the offense um tremendously and um i do think cd lamb's going to be able to impact him and be able to benefit him in a a variety of ways just because you can't really um you can't really focus too much on gallup or um cooper with cd lamb in the slot wherever he lines up there's too many weapons to really take away so while amari cooper and michael gallup might not put up the same numbers as they did in 2019 yardage wise i think they'll be even more effective um i was reading an article earlier that uh in his last season mccarthy with the packers threw a league high 72 percent of their offensive snaps so i mean obviously that 2018 season did not go as planned for the packers but um there's no denying how much talent is on this roster and i think if that might decrease a little bit or I don't know what McCarthy has in store. But I mean, if you keep throwing the football to these three targets, um, it's going to open things up. And I think Amari Cooper is a big reason for that. I think even with the addition of CD lamb, even with the development of Gallup Cooper is the go-to guy. I think that's who defenses will look to take away first. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, Something that I just kind of came up with looking at some of these numbers is, uh, you know, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup both ranked in the top 20 in receiving yards in 2019. Uh, but when looking at the top 20 guys that ranked top 20 in receiving yards, Amari Cooper ranked 20th in yards after catch and Michael Gallup ranked 15th in yards after catch. Do you guys think that the lack of yards after catch comes from the route tree, comes from the player? Where do you guys stand on the yards after catch argument is that more of a quarterback stat than is a wide receiver stat i'm just curious how you guys view that um and is it something that you can see them improve on or is it something that you think needs to improve with route trees and play calling yeah i think i think it's a variety of things um there might be a cop-out answer but i mean there's so many things that go into it i generally do think it is a quarterback stat just on the surface just because ball placement all that kind of things really plays a big role in allowing your receiver to get yards after the catch but the Cowboys there have been complaints under Jason Garrett's offense that the route tree isn't um the route tree needs to open up more that the route tree doesn't always allow yards after catch I mean the, the Cowboys were um towards the bottom of the league in that stat so 
Um, I do think Keller Moore and um, Mike McCarthy can can improve in that area, but but we'll, I mean, I've, sorry, I mean, I think if C.D. Lamb will help in that area as well. I mean, I think he's very dangerous after the catch. I don't know it's a primary reason why. Maybe Dalton has an opinion um, on why that they weren't as productive in that area, but. I don't know. I think it's a uh, just a combination of different things. Yeah. So uh, I mean, at the end of the day, if your quarterback was accurate at all whatsoever, this wouldn't be happening, um, and <laughs> they'd be able to have all the yak in the world. So it's obviously Dak Prescott's <laughs> fault, and that's all I have to say about that topic. It's funny. It's funny because when you look at the guys who were at the top of the the league in yards after catch from receiver, it all comes from teams that you really wouldn't think. Like Cole, I, I kind of tend to I tend to agree with you where it's you look at it as these guys who are going to be with very mm-hmm. you know pinpoint uh, ball placement. But Chris Godwin was the top ranked receiver in yards after catch. Jameis Winston <laughs> is a ton of fun to watch, yeah. but we don't really look at him as a guy who's just pinpoint accurate all the time. Oh, yes, he is. He just doesn't (laughs) make sure that a defender's not in between the ball and the receiver. It may not always be accurate to his team, but he's accurate to somebody. So Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are two of the three next receivers on the list, sandwiched in between Michael Thomas. Mm -hmm. Scheme. Scheme, right? And then volume. So right behind Cooper Cup is Debo Samuel. Scheme, mm. and Scheme. he's a running back. I assume running. DJ Moore is up there. I don't see DJ Moore is ranked 22nd on the combined uh, list of running yeah. backs, tight ends, and wide receivers. Uh, we got AJ AJ Brown right behind Debo Samuel. Running uh, back yeah. and uh, makes sense. Yeah. Jar- Jarvis Landry right behind AJ Brown, yeah. which is very surprising in my opinion. And then we get DJ Moore. It's it's guys mm. who I mean. The way that I look at that is it's a lot of guys who work the shorter to intermediate areas of the field more often than not. Um, Or get manufactured plays for them. Michael Thomas. DeAndre Hopkins was the next guy on that list. I feel like he's the one guy that can just do it in all three levels. Yeah. I agree. And honestly, A.J. Brown kind of showed that he could do it. A.J. Brown was so much better last year than I thought he could but we're talking about Cowboys. Right, right. Well, I just wanted to get to some of that, that, you know, the top two guys going into 2020 are Amari Cooper and, uh, and Michael Gallup. I know a lot of people are very excited about CD lamb. I think we all are extremely excited about CD lamb, but I just don't think it's fair to Michael Gallup to like bump him down a spot in the depth chart. Yeah. Would you guys agree agree with that? Yep. All right, cool. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a break. We're only going to have one break today. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but we're going to take a break, come back, and uh, talk a little bit more about these fourth, fifth, and sixth spots on the wide receiver depth chart. we got a bunch of names to talk about, and we're going to see where they fall in. We'll be right back. We are talking the star. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. 
It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we're back on the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, as always, Connor Livesey, here with Dalton Miller, Cole Patterson. Follow us all on Twitter at ConnorNFLDraft, at Dalton B. Miller, and at Cole L. Patterson. want to give a big shout-out to Blogging the Boys, SB Nation, and Vox Media for giving us the platform to host this beautiful podcast for your ears to listen to. Make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Android, whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Go ahead, click that subscribe button. Give us a rate, give us a comment, give us everything you want to give us because we appreciate it as always. But we got a few minutes left tonight. Uh, We want to get into these fourth, fifth, and sixth spots on the depth chart for the wide receiver uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, You know, those are spots that a lot of people might roll their eyes at, but I think if anything, you can look back to the last few years of this team and go, man, if they had a little bit more productive player in that third, fourth, or fifth spot, they might have been able to get over the hump, win one of those games when Amari Cooper goes down or when you know Michael Gallup's banged up or when Des Bryant was banged up. So we feel really, really good about that number three spot now with CeeDee Lamb. But let's talk about those four, five, six spots. There's a bunch of names to talk about. We got Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, John V. Johnson. Uh, the, those are the three big names that people are throwing out there. Uh, there's also some uh, undrafted free agents, Aaron Parker. Uh, and there's a ton of guys to mention. Dalton, kind of looking at the landscape of the Cowboys wide receiver uh, depth chart, where are you seeing guys fitting in in those four, five, and six spots? Um, I think the number four guy is going to be said said Wilson. I think that uh, it, it's been kind of um, we we've heard that the Cowboys really like said, um, and then after him. I would imagine it, you're looking at guys like John Van Johnson and Devin Smith. I think that Noah Brown, as much as I personally love Noah Brown, is probably part of the old administration, um, how they enjoyed him, unless they want another, you know, move tight end type where that they can use as an H-back. Um, other than that, like, I, I don't know if any of these UDFA guys are going to make the roster. I don't know about Aaron Parker or Stephen Guidry um, or – uh, Kendrick Rogers. I, I just don't know if any of those guys are able to make the team. Uh, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be six at most. And I think they were, they like Devin Smith and they like said Wilson. It's probably down to John Vea and Noah Brown. And it all depends whether they want speed and a downfield threat or, or more of a, a bigger, more physical type receiver. All right, I'm putting you on the spot. Give me your four, five, and six on what you think they do when training camp's over with. Sed Wilson, Devin Smith, John May Johnson. And, Five big guests today. And I, I, I know you, you know, three of those guys, all three of those guys are going to contribute on special teams in some way too, which is important, obviously, in that. Cole, I want to ask you that same question as a – Hummer just drove over somebody's computer. 
Cole, I want to ask you that same question. Um, you know, kind of give us a brief rundown of where you're looking at uh, the the guys landing for those four, five, six spots, and then go ahead and give us not who you want to see, but who you think the team lands as their fourth, fifth, and sixth receivers heading into uh, heading out of Oxnard, I should say. Yeah, uh, interesting enough, I actually wrote an article on blogging the boys about this uh, specific topic of wide receiver four, and the three names that I mentioned were Cedric Wilson. Uh, Devin Smith and Aaron Parker for that for those four, five, and six spots. I don't know what order uh, per se at the moment. I do think Cedric Wilson's probably the front runner for the uh, for wide receiver four. I, um, they obviously spent that draft pick on him a couple years ago. He's shown some things when healthy, but the biggest thing with him is that he's never healthy. He's always injured. He's always banged up. So I think that's the biggest hurdle for him. But if he's able to knock the injury bug, if he's able to stay on the field, I do think he is in prime position. Um, to be able to lock that spot up. He's not um, the sexiest route runner. He doesn't have blazing speed or anything, but he finds ways to get open. He's a smooth route runner. He uh, creates separation, and I, I think he's the best fit for that to uh, complement all the playmaking ability that the top three receivers on that roster have. have. And Devin Smith, um, he – Really hasn't. I mean, he hasn't lived up to his draft billing at all. But he was able to show some things last season in spurts. Um, obviously, that 50-yard touchdown from Dak against the Redskins and Josh Norman last year. He had a touchdown the preseason um, against the Rams. Um, he has blazing speed. He he's he he has a p- potential to be a deep threat. He hasn't been able to put it all together. But I think um, that he has a good chance to be in that battle. And then Aaron Parker, I know you're really high on him. Um, I know we both had him on the uh, blogging the boys roster predictions earlier this month. And I think he's definitely the best bet of any undrafted free agent receiver to make the team. Um, I've seen, I've seen Steven Gidry for the past two seasons up close and I'm not a fan at all. Um, Kendrick Rogers was uh, very inconsistent. He flashed, in big games, but other than that, he really put nothing together. And but Aaron Parker is very productive on the college level. He um, again, similar to Cedric Wilson, he's not the fastest guy. He's not the sexiest route runner or anything like that. But he gets the job done. I do think he will be in that, uh, be in the thick of things. Um, and then I agree with Dalton John Bay Johnson. He was big. Uh, fan of Cowboys Twitter last year uh, in training camp or wanting him to break out. That hasn't happened yet, but I do think he will have another opportunity to do so this time around. Yeah, no, I, I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. Um, for my for my guys, you know, I think Cedric Wilson, I'm, I'm right there with you guys for that number four spot. We've heard that mentioned multiple times, and I think, you know, you saw some of what he was able to do last year before like you said, Cole, you know, getting hurt again and obviously missing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a guy I was super high on coming out of Boise State. He had a really good senior bowl uh, two years ago. Um, you know, just a guy who he does all the small things well. He's not going to wow you in any sort of area of his game, but he gets open. He creates separation. He's got very consistent hands. He, cre- he can create separation deep. Um, so he can kind of do all the little things well. 
He's just got to be able to stay healthy and continue to prove that from a consistency standpoint. Um, but I, uh, I think John V. Johnson's got a really good shot to make this roster too. He's another guy that just creates easy separation as a route runner. He struggled catching the football in preseason last year, which doesn't mode well with, with Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup, you know, guys who have showed the ability to struggle to catch the football. But if he can clean up his, his, his hands and be more consistent at the catch point catching the football, I think he's got a really good chance to make the roster because we could see the ability to run multiple routes. Uh, the route tree was, was very developed. Um, you saw a guy that was kind of quick twitched and kept coming in and out of his breaks, creating that late separation in routes. Um, so I think he's got a very good chance as well if he can come into the preseason, you know, put up some yardage, catch some footballs, and not show those same drop issues. And then uh, that sixth spot, I really do think that they are going to give Aaron Parker the ability to make that spot. Um, he's kind of got a different body style than a lot of these guys do. You know, he's a he's a bigger guy. Michael Gallup's a little bit bigger, and C.D. Lamb's a little bit bigger. Uh, but he's more of that like Des Bryant frame, just a bigger, thicker built guy who he's not going to get open a ton. You know, he's not going to be these guys that leads the league in separation. Um, but he's going to catch everything in contested areas. He's one of those guys that you're going to put in the middle of the field. He'll catch the ball coming across the middle. He's got that dog in him. Um, and I think that he's going to be a guy who's going to contribute on special teams a ton too. Um, but I just think that his body style, you know, you got your Amari Cooper route running, your John V. Johnson route running, your Cedric Wilson kind of a route runner, deep speed. And then CeeDee Lamb's kind of that do-it-all guy. Michael Gallup's the kind of do-it-all guy. And then you get a big possession receiver uh, that can contribute on special teams Aaron Parker, a uh, small school guy, and, and Mike McCarthy's always liked his bigger body receivers. You know, you, even a guy like Randall Cobb, who's a who's a slot, he's kind of that thicker built slot guy. Jordy Nelson was a bigger guy. Um, a lot of those guys who are in Green Bay now, who came in with McCarthy, Martez, uh, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Geronimo, Allison, those are some bigger guys as well. So I think Aaron Parker's got a really good shot. But uh, you guys got anything else tonight before we get out of here? Thank y'all covered it. Go Cowboys. Yeah. We, the receivers should, when I say should, should take this team over the top this year. I think that that's a, yeah. that's with the added. How far, how far over the top are we talking here? 40 burgers, right? <laughs> 40 burgers. So, so th- this is something that we should talk about real quick. Um, I mean, do you guys think this is a team, because only one team last year averaged 30 points a game. Do you think that who, who was that? Was the Ravens? That sounds right. So, do you think that this is a team that could legitimately average 31-32? See, I do and I think my reasoning for that mm-hmm. is the consistency that CD Lamb's going to bring. Like I think that yeah, with, just with the addition of CD Lamb and we're not even talking about the offense just being better drawn up and having more you know, creativity in the offense. I think just his presence and consistency game in and game out can help move the football so much easier than they, when they had their struggles last year, it was because Amari Cooper was either playing on the road or he was injured. You know, we saw the Mm -hmm. Jets game, Michael Gallup couldn't really rise to the occasion. I think having that other, what we all think can be a true wide receiver one on that offense is just going to take the consistency of this offense to the next level. And I think that's what a lot of what this team missed last year was consistency on the road, 
you know, when things just weren't perfect environment, the consistency from these receivers and the quarterback at times fell off. And I think having that other guy that's not going to, you're not going to be able to put Stephon Gilmore or Amari Cooper and then Michael Gallup struggling against the opposing guy. You still have another wide receiver one that can make plays. And I think that that, that in itself is going to be a big addition. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Um, Dallas was averaged 27 points a game last year and six in the league. So I think adding a talent like C.D. Lamb will open so many things up, as Connor said, as far as if if a CB1 for another team takes away Amari Cooper, you still have two legitimate wideouts to go to for Dak Prescott. Um, you're expecting Blake Jarwin to take a jump as he gets more snaps. I do think this team has all the talent in the world to reach that mark. Obviously, it's not set in stone or anything. Kansas City failed to reach 30 points, but I think Dallas will be able to with the addition of C.D. Lamb with the hiring of Mike McCarthy and another year of Dak Prescott developing. Also, I'm just curious. I know we're not going to be able to do this math, but I feel like if they had a better kicker for the full season, they would have <laughs> maybe broke 30 points. Well, they, missed, they missed 10 kicks, so that's 30 points. 30 points divided by 16 games is a little bit oh. under two. So, no, they still would have missed close. it by a little bit. So, I mean, we're Man, just looking close, at yeah. – Yeah, we're just looking at this offense just getting a little bit better. Right. And we feel yeah. like – I mean, we didn't – what's your opinion? Or do you think that CeeDee Lamb, Mike McCarthy – Yeah, I, I think they should be able to get 30 points. Yeah, I do too. I do too. <laughs> I do, like I said, I think yeah. it's more about the consistent – because, again, they, they showed the – the the spurts of it last year you know like they showed the ability to do it even against you know good teams the rams are a good team last year people act like they mm-hmm. won four games but they won more games than <laughs> you know they won nine they went nine and seven like mm-hmm. that team wasn't yeah. a bad uh, team last year by any means and they dropped 44 on them or whatever it was yeah. so, so if they yeah, can do it it's just consistency going on the road you know playing in not great conditions that consistency of it is what i think cd lamb and even mike mccarthy and even having a better kicker is going to improve that that points per game so that's my thoughts on it we're going to let you guys go we want to talk about these receivers today and that's what we did so we uh we're going to be back next week there's so much good content on the blogging the boys podcast feed uh roy white and uh ari Temkin have a new podcast on the feed as well so make sure you're checking that out uh, Hells the, yeah! The girls are doing an awesome job with their podcast. RJ's always mm-hmm. killing it with his seventeen podcast too. So there's <laughs> tons of content. There's tons <laughs> of good content. Make sure you're checking in. Subscribe, rate, review. We all appreciate it so much. Thank you guys so much. This is the Talk of the Star Podcast.